Good morning, Debbie. Hi, Kendall. How are you this morning? I'm so good. I am so excited about this show. I know you're excited about the show. Let me lean in because we're in our big new recording room, you know. i got to make sure. Um, this show is about one of your favorite subjects. Yeah? 10,000%. Yes. So we're going to be talking about past life regression therapy work. We're going to be yes. talking about hypnosis work. We're going to be talking about intuitive healing work and that whole thing so um i get excited when i know that you're gonna really like this the show <laughs> i don't know why i just maybe i like you to be happy <laughs> i'm good like that but anyway that's a good business partner you that's good right friend, but yes so episode 37 that's what we're on and um our guest today is kate klein and we're going to talk a little bit more about kate in a minute because once we start talking about kate it's like her credential list is like uh, it's five pages long. It's five pages long. <laughs> she is. It's like you have to go through the whole alphabet to do all of her. Um, what are they called? Like, see, that's how uneducated I am. Yeah. Like all the like <laughs> MBA, MSA. Um, no, but she's going to be a phenomenal guest. So before we before we jump into the show, let's let's recap on what's gone on with us since our last show because um, we. At here at Lighthouse Spiritual Center, which is now our home, which mm -hmm. is our organization that we opened up July 1. Um, Spiritual Charlotte is um, has always been our labor of love, our project, and we just hang on to that project. But now that we've opened up Lighthouse, we had a house blessing and a kind of a grand opening um, this last Saturday. Saturday night. What did you think of it? I was um, extremely buoyed by the support, not only from friends and family that we knew would come, but, but also by complete strangers that we didn't know who came to support us. And it was truly amazing. It was. It was awesome. Um, this house was filled with people. It, you know, we had our ambient, ambient lighting going and our... Um, there was just a spirit in the house that night. There was uh, excitement. There yeah. was joy. There was welcoming. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was true heart receiving and interest in what, what's happening here and people who want to be part of this community. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And at one point we had, I don't know, what was it, 30 people in, in one of our main rooms, and we were all sweating like pigs. It was like a 1,000 degrees in there. Our All the energy was rising. We were summoning up. You know the the spirits of the house. No, I mean it was it was gorgeous because there was a lot of people that with full open heart that we were all sweating together in that space for a second. We're learning about the AC, obviously, and um, and you know it's just time to do new things in Lake Norman. And there's a lot of people involved in this movement of uh, creating conscious work and soulful work and healing work and more and more community around that. And it's one thing for you and I to share the dream with one another and have conversation about it and get excited about it and feel bolstered because we have a sister who, you know, who thinks like we do. But then to step out, there's bound to be fear for either one of us or both of us, depending on the situation. And fortunately, so far, it's been like when one person's having a good day, that the other person kind of falls off the wagon a little bit. And it's been balanced that way. So at least both of us are not struggling on the same day for the most part. But it's just, it's something else entirely when... You meet complete strangers. I had the mother of one of the guests on Saturday show up here at the house yesterday. She wanted a tour. She's in her 70s. And she was beyond excited about what we are doing. 
She loved everything about this space. And she stayed here and talked to me for probably a good 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just things like that that really confirm that we're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And then like any business, but especially a business that, that is on the edge of a new movement of the way that people are trying to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I say that. This is really kind of returning to a lot of ancient things, mm-hmm. too. But I think everybody who listens to our show knows what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But it's like having a big party and you don't know if anybody's coming. Mm-hmm. You think you know. Intuitively, you think you know. You're pretty sure that, that the divine has you on this work path for a reason. You're pretty sure that all the pieces have come together for a reason. Um, but then you have to throw the party and, and you have to keep throwing it. Mm-hmm. And people have to keep coming. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, it's and, and even as we're talking about this, it's not about you or I, and we know that. It's just about um, offering service in the world so people can do work that really changes their lives mm-hmm. from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. I'm excited. We have some things coming up at Lighthouse that I want to just briefly mention before we go into the show. One is that this Thursday we have a workshop that I'm actually going to be teaching called Facing Love Addiction, mm-hmm. which is a hard-earned workshop to host (laughs) let me tell you so um i've talked about on the show before it took me 35 years to find out that there was something called love addiction and that it had repeatedly made a mess of my life and ultimately took me to my bottom and so i'm taking all those years of study and psychology and counseling and uh, spiritual work and putting it together in just an introductory workshop this thursday from six to eight um and you can go to lighthousespiritualcenter.com to register. Mm-hmm. We got that page up, right? The mm-hmm. register link? No. Oh, we don't? Well, you by better... The end, by the end of today. End of today. <laughs> so by the time you hear the show, it should be up. Yes. And yes. you can also RSVP on Facebook. Facing Love Addiction is the name of that event on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, on Sundays, every Sunday, we do a body prayer class mm-hmm. at 930, which you lead, mm-hmm. Debbie. And um, I want you to, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? It's more of a moving meditation kind of a practice where we bring affirmation, mantra, prayer, sound, all into the body and express through the body. Okay. Beautiful practice. Yes. Yes. And so, and body prayer is a modality that is done around the country, and we are um, doing that. We're doing body prayer as it's taught, and we're also adapting it a little bit for mm-hmm. how we do things at Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's a class, a paid class. That's so the class class. And then at 11 o'clock on Sundays, we do spiritual fellowship, which is just what we call unchurched church. So I'm in seminary, and we're ordained ministers, and we like to bring people together to have um, a sacred study that is rooted in really mysticism, Mm -hmm. which is just being in love with God, and what does that mean across worldviews, and lots of dialogue, and um, creative stuff, and who knows where that'll go. But we did spiritual fellowship this last Sunday, and I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought it was pretty awesome, (laughs) and I was a student in the the room, yeah, so it was... I benefited. It was gorgeous. So we had a lot of laughter, a lot of tears, and some unchurched church. So every Sunday at 11 o'clock, we welcome anybody to come to Lighthouse, and um, especially people who haven't been to church for one reason or another in a long time, and but want spiritual community and want something that's like that, that's what we're up to. Mm-hmm. Okay, enough rambling about us, right? 
Drum roll. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we keep starting the show without Rob Bell. Oh, wait, I'll go get the bell. Thank you. I'll get the bell. <laughs> so, for those of you who listen to Spiritual Charlotte, you know that we love Rob Bell, who is um, the m- most progressive theologian of our time, um, we feel anyway, one of them. And because we can't be best buddies with Rob Bell, and Rob Bell has his own uh, podcast called The Robcast, which we highly recommend, um, he just redefines like everything that ever was in the Bible. Um, we have an actual Rob Bell, so when we are especially um, blown away, we will ring the Rob Bell, <laughs> and our guests are always a little taken back, and then they try to get more Rob Bell rings, and then everybody's trying to ring the bell. That's how we do the show. <laughs> so, um, but let's go ahead and move into what we're really here to talk about, um, which is Kate Klein and the amazing work that she's doing. And um, let me just see where to start with Kate. So, Kate, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Um, it, so this is this is how we we have gotten Kate to come um, visit us. We bribed her and we said, Kate. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, basically, um, Kate and I years ago. I'm going to say four or five years ago. I can't remember now, but we were both um, in the same similar yoga community, and we decided that we would just try to practice some ways to lead some type of group meditation, and we were experimenting and and. I will like totally raise my hand and be like, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but, um, but it was so great to meet Kate then and to see like how her journey has unfolded um, over time. And so we had Christine Lang come on the show and she mentioned, oh yeah, so Kate Klein and Davidson, you, you need to, and I'm like, I know Kate, I absolutely know Kate. So she was talking about your work in hypnosis and past life regression. And, um, but I want to give a little bit of backstory for our listeners to know like why we joke about you being uh, credentialed through the entire alphabet. So <laughs> let me just paint the picture real quick. So Kate, who, get, who, who actually recently married, so you go by Kate Allison mm-hmm. um, and Kate Klein for those who've known her forever. But when I met Kate, she was doing doula work and also if our yoga therapy, mm-hmm. was that part of what yep. you were doing then? Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, uh, here, here's some things Kate has on her list of uh, credentials. The LC, she, ha, she has an LCSWA, an MSW, a BA, a CCH, an RYT 500 hours, a CLD, um, what does this all mean? It means that she's a licensed clinical social worker. She has a master's of social work from UNC Chapel Hill um, with some feminist studies in there that we might bring up today. Um, gender studies and human rights studies with a focus on sexual violence. Um, then, and you were a graduate of Davidson College. Mm-hmm. And then a, she's a certified consult, consulting hypnotist um, who trained with Dr. Brian Weiss in past life regression therapy. 500-hour yoga therapist, certified labor doula, and I think that at this point, along in her practice, which is in Davidson, along with counseling, there's just um, the use of hypnotherapy um, and past life regression to really achieve deeper and more profound healing. Yeah. For the patient. Mm -hmm. So, Kate, 
tell us a little bit about, um, I need to like pass the ball to you before I explain my visit with you a couple weeks ago. So just tell us a little bit more about how you meld these things together and why in order for the patient to receive what they need. Yeah. Um, so like Kendall said, I'm, um, you know, just getting started in the social work piece as a clinical setting. So I'm a, a, a clinical social worker associate getting my full licensure. But as I've done that, I've been on this spiritual journey for the last four or five years. Um, and I found that through hypnosis and the past life regression, healing just happens so much faster. Um, and what clients are often coming to me for are things like a specific phobia or just this recurring relationship problem. I mean, you talked earlier about love addiction. So just these relationships that in some way or another keep mirroring each other um, and trying to understand that. And so when I take someone into hypnosis, sometimes it's a past life regression and sometimes it's this lifetime to just really unlock the past. And with the past life regression stuff, sometimes a memory in the past is kind of bleeding into this lifetime. And that's where you get the phobias and the fears and the relationships that keep repeating themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes people come in for curiosity about a past life regression and it's just like, no, spirit says you're working on this lifetime and we just go into memories on this lifetime. And so I think in that way, it's very intuitive and it's very open and we kind of set the intention for healing, but every single session is totally different. So I could never give a description of here's the cookie cutter session with Kate. It's like totally different and um, always impactful I'm finding. And so yeah, I'm just kind of letting spirit move through for whatever needs to show up for that person. And it's been different every single time. It's so beautiful, the work that you do, because when I came into your office, you know, I was completely open to what would happen. And you, you liken hypnosis to meditation. You talk up a little bit about the similarities. And yet it felt very similar when we started, mm -hmm. as when Debbie and I do really deep meditation work, mm -hmm. especially with our light language. Mm -hmm. And so as a... Uh, intuitive medium and somebody who has been on this path for a long time it was really easy for me to go way mm -hmm. deep down but it was it was so interesting because the technique that you use in the hypnosis you know you're laying I'm laying in your chair and your your body's very close to my body and I'm and so my experience was you know that I'm consciously hearing you do the mm -hmm. snapping that is part of the I want you to talk about that a little bit mm -hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, I'm not sure if I'm going deep enough. I don't know if this is happening. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm way, way, way down. <laughs> and I thought, how did that happen? That was like only like nine snaps ago. <laughs> and, um, and so then we started the real work and, you know, I think that, um, one of the things that's so beautiful about hypnosis is it's, is it to the... To me, experiencing it, it, it was very similar to when I, when I do channeling work. Part of my brain is wh where you're taking me, and the other part is consciously dealing with where that is. Mm -hmm. I'm processing. I'm still there. and But you said if you speak, you may, it sound blur it may be slurry, mm -hmm. right? And when I went to go speak, it was like I had like cotton balls mm -hmm. in my mouth. I'm trying to explain to you something really brief. And it was laborsome to say. And then, um, 
The amount of emotion that comes up. Oh, yeah. To me, really informs the truth of the experience. So, what? Tell me what's happening to the in the body of a person and the self of a person at that point. Yeah. So the subconscious is kind of uh, your holding place for emotions, as well as long-term memory and habits. So it's kind of like I liken it to your operating system of your hard drive. So it's if you run on certain beliefs or that certain memories happen in one way, that's your reality that you've created. And so when we go into that place, it is often a very emotional place. And a lot of times we have stored way down in there those emotions that we just did not want to look at. And that's when they come up in hypnosis. Um, And I'm glad you brought up the meditation piece because where I see the difference come in is that with hypnosis, we are doing it together. You know, so I do actually pull in a lot of those skills that I was using as a doula and it's kind of like birthing you in this moment and who you want to be moving forward. Um, and so we're looking at those emotions, but you were never alone in that experience. You know, we're fully in it together. Mm-hmm. And I liken the experience to kind of walking up a mountain together. I might have the trail map of, okay, based on what you've told me you want to achieve in this session, we're going to look at these certain places But you have the forest and the mountain. I mean, it's your trees, it's your experience, it's your emotions. So we might spend 20 minutes in one section and then, you know, two minutes in another. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're kind of going and where you're communicating with me is so that I can really know we need to spend a little more time here. Mm -hmm. But it's a completely unique experience and everyone's subconscious is totally different. But I think with this journey, one of the metaphors I've been using lately to describe it that I'm finding kind of helpful is, you know, when we're walking on our journey towards self-empowerment, which might be the journey of releasing some phobias, or even towards enlightenment, if you just have a curiosity about these lifetimes, it's kind of like walking through the forest. And it's, it can be really dark in some of those places. And very often, that's where we talk about the dark night of the soul coming through, because I haven't met any person who's sage and wise that hasn't been through some sort of dark night of the soul. And so those memories in those places can be scary to walk through by yourself. Um, And if you liken it to walking through the woods, there are ticks that jump on you. We're in the summer here in North Carolina. There are ticks everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the difference is if you're walking through the real forest and you see a tick, you're going to pick that thing off and you're going to flick it away. You are not going to play with those. But in our emotional world, I think of ticks like guilt and shame and fear and doubt and self-loathing. And those get stuck on us. And somehow we believe that those are real. And we start to think of them as like a mole. And so when you have someone else on your journey there, you can say, ah, no, you got a tick on you. (laughs) Let's remove that and go deeper. And that's with hypnosis. We're just pulling off the layers of shame and doubt and guilt and fear and all these things that we get stuck in so that you can go to the root of that and start to deal with that emotion and really look at it face on. So that's kind of like what's happening. (laughs) I think I went off on a little bit of a forest walk by myself there for a second. (laughs) You just went like Cheryl straight into the wild right there. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, because those are helpful. They're helpful um, yeah, for sure. You know, to say this is a tick, but you're treating mm-hmm. it like a mole. Mm-hmm. Like it's a part of you forever when I, actually we can work with it and get it to move on. Oh, yeah. That's huge. And and I love what Kate's saying about 
you know, because I think we have a tendency to think, well, I'm an intuitive person. I could do that by myself. Mm-hmm. It, but it's very different to have someone holding the space and walking the journey with you and guiding you when you're stuck and sensing into where you need to go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of invaluable. Oh, yeah. I feel like. Oh, yeah. And I liken it to, you know, having done the birth work for years, too, and seen women in transition. You know, if you've had a baby, you know transition is that game on here. We're about to kind of have this baby, and it can be scary, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need someone to look you in the eye and be like, you are going to be okay. Yeah. To get through that piece. And I think in our own lives, those transition points, sometimes you just need someone to doula you through that, to kind of be with you and to hold space mm-hmm. for that transition and that shift and to let you know you're going to be okay yeah. because we've survived up to this point. And so sometimes as an intuitive to look at your own stuff in that way, you know, sometimes even your you can try and meditate on it and your mind won't even let you because it knows yeah. that's some scary uncharted territory. You do not need to be going in there by yourself. Yeah. You know, and there can be that fear, too, that if you do go into that by yourself, you'll get stuck there, you know, because those dark nights of the soul, those dark places are not fun places to be in. Mm-hmm. And they can be that place where it self-generates it. If you stay in it long mm-hmm. enough, it just feels like you're spinning mm-hmm. your wheels there. Your tires get stuck. So I think when you go in it with someone else, they can just say, look, we're moving on. You know, and and you can do this. And just to have that reminder, because all the work I'm doing is really just being an assistant to the person doing it. Mm -hmm. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So I think that's an important piece, too, in this is that I could never make you go and (laughs) act like a monkey if you wouldn't do it anyway. You know, so we're accessing the subconscious in a way that's empowering. And so the work that's being done is the individual choosing to do that work. And hypnosis doesn't work for me to just go snap my fingers in front of someone else and be like, be healed. (laughs) You know, if it did, I would be super rich right now. (laughs) But it's the person being willing to walk through that path and having someone walk through it with them gives them the courage to then actually do the work. And a lot of times things will reveal themselves that you just are hitting a block at in your own meditation because it's a little bit too much or a little too emotional for you to deal with on your own. Well, the individual, it, it's it's remained hidden or not right. addressed because you don't have the skill set or the tools to manage it effectively Absolutely. or to work through it. And so you don't want to bring it up on your own because you haven't learned anything new on how to deal with whatever that thing is. Absolutely. And so to have a, have a trail guide, mm-hmm. have somebody who's like, okay, we're at this split in the road now this yep. split in the trail we're going to go this way and you make the you help make the decision you help you know create that guidance and that safety net so that you don't feel so alone and you know that there's somebody else who can help kind of point that flashlight and be like okay well let's let's go over here oh yeah absolutely and the other thing is just to remind you and having someone there to remind you that hey you do have Kendall who's much older and much wiser now because when we're going through those emotions we're excavating stuff from three-year-old Kendall, five-year-old Kendall, seven-year-old Kendall, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she might not have the resources, Mm -hmm. but Kendall now certainly does. Mm -hmm. And so when you go into that emotional place, you really are dropping into that mindset. And sometimes you need someone to remind you, okay, now I want you to pull in Kendall from now. And you be the mother, you Mm -hmm. be the person, you be the support Mm -hmm. for that person. Mm -hmm. So it's 
it's different for each person, Mm -hmm. but to have someone there to remind you that you actually do have this older, wiser version of yourself Mm -hmm. who did make it through the other side of that experience, Mm -hmm. that can be incredibly profound. Mm -hmm. Completely. You talked about how, um, you know, this process is kind of about remembering who you truly are. Like, what is your sacred contract that you came into this life to fulfill? And how is it connected to some other things you've lived out? Um, I've, I found with hypnosis that, I think I mentioned to you, Kate, when we were in it, you know, as you go through the appointment, I'm just going to kind of keep mm-hmm. talking about it like a practical, mm-hmm. you know, thing because we did it. But more you're able to put more and more words together about what it is that you're finding out in the process. Mm-hmm. And I think that once you start articulating that, you, you there's some things that you see that you weren't able to see before. Like, for example, one might be that there's an area in my life that has always caused an emotional reaction, but in hypnosis I see that there's a, there's a neutral opportunity there like that there's souls kind of playing out a role and it was painful in the body in a, in a life but when the body is gone there's a neutrality there that there's that's there's a point of forgiveness that can happen mm-hmm. and when you experience that viscerally like in hypnosis like you're able to go into that reality and and see oh yes this hurt me in body at one time really bad in this world this hurt me very badly in the other world, in the other side of space and time, there's a neutral place where the soul doesn't have to hang on to this, even though the body was really affected. And am I saying this right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like a whole new, like, oh, wait a minute. I might be able to do like this life a little differently with that information. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think it's a total reframing to see Earth in this physical moment, this lifetime as learning you know you're in school (laughs) if you came to earth you came here to learn a lesson and we're all learning different lessons and if you can see in the individual that you have a grievance with that oh maybe they're only you know a five or six year old and I've been trying to talk to them like they were 70 because they should have been there for me and they should have been xyz well when you put that framing on them and you can see them for their real soul age and have that as a visceral experience because in hypnosis you're experiencing it as if that is your reality in that moment because it is you know mm-hmm. you're using that emotion to ride out the space-time continuum mm-hmm. and emotion is such a great vessel for that and so mm-hmm. when you're experiencing that as your reality you can achieve true forgiveness and forgiveness really is the path to peace i mean so much hurt and anger and righteous indignation is really rooted at the seed of sadness and if you can forgive you realize forgiveness is more for you than anyone else Mm -hmm. so I do a lot of work with clients on forgiveness and the person that they're angry at or that they have a grievance at doesn't have to be involved in that process whatsoever which makes forgiveness work a really empowering and healing process because it says we do not need to get these two people in here for a couples counseling session you can just do it on your own Mm -hmm. and have a profound and lasting impact so. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I have thoughts. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was hoping you would. Do that. <laughs> you know, it's um, the the forgiveness thing. Like I can imagine that that is probably one of the primary reasons why somebody would want to do hypnosis. 
Um, I really loved in our session how when we came to the end, we kind of went to this forgiveness room, if I mm-hmm. remember. And, and there were points in the hypnosis, and I think this is true in our lives, where um, we're not able to extend forgiveness fully yet. Yeah. You know, there's a conversation like there's an awareness from higher mind when you're speaking with your therapist whenever you're in hypnosis. I think this may not just be me, may be common for others where it's, well, this is all I can really do with this today. Mm-hmm. I can't really totally resolve this today, but mm-hmm. I am seeing it from a different angle. And I do want you to know soul to soul, whoever it is you're meeting in that hypnosis session, you know, spirit to spirit, mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'd like to work on it or I'm working on it or I've made a nudge in a certain direction, but I'm just not really able to fully do that yet. Mm-hmm. And... Is that true? Do people meet in that space sometimes in hypnosis where they're like, well, I can go this far? Oh, yeah. And I have had plenty of clients, too, who go into that room of reconciliation and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, I see the waiting line on the other side of that door and they are not coming in here. (laughs) Not ready. Not ready. (laughs) Not ready yet. And I've had plenty of people where that happens, you know. And I think, too, you know, one of my all-time favorite spiritual books is a children's book called The Little Soul in the Sun. Ring the bell. All right? Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. Yes. Woo! <laughs> I still have to read that book. I give it, I've given that book all over the world. Oh, yeah. And the premise of it, right, yeah. is for people who haven't read it, is that there's this little angel bopping about in heaven. He's like, hey, God, I'm ready to learn forgiveness. Let's do it. And yeah. God's like, all right, you don't have forgiveness up here in heaven. Like, everyone's forgiven. It's a given. And the angel says, well, I really want to learn it. And his friend says, well, we'll go down to earth and I'll teach you. But I'm going to be really ugly. And she cloaks herself and she says, you're going to have to remind me who I truly am. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and that's it. They go down to earth to learn that lesson. And she gave him the gift of being really ugly to him so that he could learn that. And so... I do think there's a place where when you're in hypnosis, when you're in that room of reconciliation and people approach you, and I always put that intention in that they're going to show up as their soul age. So you might have a grievance against your father who's Mm -hmm. much older, but who shows up as a three or four year old. And you've been here trying to talk to this person as if they were 60 or 70. And you wouldn't talk to a three or four year old that way. And the difference, you know, between your expectation and your reality is suffering. So all that expectation as a child that this person would be there for you and that they would hold that emotional space and be physically safe for you and all these different expectations, when that didn't meet reality, you can have that huge wound and that stays in, you know, you get internalized. So I think that when you can see that person for their true age... It can be very healing. You know, and the other thing I like to say, too, to my clients is, you know, I see some incredibly talented people come through my office, spiritually talented. And, you know, in the shamanic journeys and in that tradition, people are born into the most difficult families, earth time, because they're wise. You know, if you think about a soul family, too, as having people, you might be the oldest person in your soul family, but you're there to help teach those lessons. And those are grievances that we get into in our lifetime. You know, you're an adult woman, like, why am I having to parent my parents or something (laughs) like that? And I know plenty of my clients who come into the office with that. And at the same time, that's kind of where you get into, there's a great book, Imperfect Love, Perfect 
oh, perfect love, imperfect relationships. You know, and the idea is that we're all putting these expectations on our parents or our spouses because that's what we want in a physical body. But if we shift that up to God and we can see that divine place, we can drop those expectations. And if we can see them for their soul age, we can drop those expectations. And when you drop those expectations, forgiveness work just happens. It falls into place really easily. So uh, just to interject something really funny here, I think there's opportunity for like a soulmatch.com where you have to, you have to, oh, yeah. you have to know what your soul age is and the soul age of who you're seeking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We don't need 25-year-olds with 5-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Totally. That's probably the, yeah, yeah, that would solve a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. Except I'm I'm not sure that any, you'd have to, only people of a certain soul age would participate in a dating thing like that. I just have to say. Exactly. I would knock out like half the, like. Well, hey, it would still serve its purpose, (laughs) right? It would. Yeah. You know, I think that that's, um, again, like we can know these things, right? Yeah. And, but, but in hypnosis and past life regression work, you get to, your whole mm-hmm. self like experiences what you know. Like, again, the word is viscerally. Like, you really get, oh, like, wait a minute. Okay, I really do see my parent as a, like, I'm a mother. I have a seven-year-old. I really do now see my parent under hypnosis as the same age as my son. Yeah. And so this shifts the way I would not feel that way towards a child. And what does this mean? And how old am I in this experience? And and what can we do differently here so we can reach a point of understanding? And then when you come out of it, again, you're back in body. You're back in that just one hypnosis probably isn't going to do all the work. Mm-hmm. And so it's just what little thing can I now take from this? I'm sure for some people it's a life-shifting thing, a biggie mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But what can I take from this to make some small movement or some large movement or just bring some softness to something that's been very complicated? That was really, like, the thing that, ha- that I came away with in your office. And then understanding really basic things. Like, um, um, you know, you talk about when we come into this life and we are these uh, teachers and and that are doing kind of this cutting edge soul work. And we, we have these grievances with these families that like didn't live up to our expectations. And it's like, um, yeah, but uh, you kind of needed the complexity in order to like learn what you've learned and teach it. But then there's like, yeah, but what about the life I had that was like really easy? <laughs> you know, like, what about yeah. that life? Like, do we ever get one? And can you take me there? And, <laughs> and you and I had that experience. Oh yeah. At my appointment with you. Um, and here, and I want to share this insight because I think it's a gorgeous thing. But in my uh, past life regression with you, we first went to a very hard mm-hmm. life, and in that life, you're walk, you're talking me through. And I've killed myself. I've hung myself in this life. And I, I, I don't remember, Kate, but I think I was crying pretty mm-hmm. pretty hard and couldn't mm-hmm. articulate. Mm-hmm. And then you kept trying to get me to have a conversation with this part of me. And finally, I said, I'm, I'm dead. You know, like I've hung myself. I could have gotten stuck right there where mm-hmm. I've probably been stuck. And But your next question was, yes, but where did your soul go next? Right, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh well, myself wouldn't have asked that because I now I thought we're just stuck. 
We're screwed. We killed ourselves. This is painful. It's forever going to be painful. Mm -hmm. And your next question is, where did your soul go from there? Mm -hmm. And so then I saw this long period of rest, like with angels. And I thought, oh, my God, that's how that gift can work. Something can be really hard, and you can have this long period of rest. And then when you said, and where, that, where did that soul go? And then there's my grandmother from this life. Mm -hmm. And we have this new contract. And so I thought, so it's just following this trail where you're like, oh, it doesn't end in this hopeless, this pain point doesn't, it does, the story doesn't stop there. Mm -hmm. Even though the body's holding that somewhere, and that's why it needed to come back up. And then, of course, then you took me through a life that was so filled with such ease that all this lifetime I've been trying to relive that lifetime. And I thought, well, no wonder I've wanted that kind of family because I lived this life of ease with this family. And I've been wanting the perfect family since that family. Mm -hmm. And then there was the face of the father in that life and who's a doctor. And I look back at the face and I realize, oh, that's my mother now who's also a medical person. And the message was that your family doesn't ever leave you as your soul feared. It changes mm -hmm. form. We come back in new forms. That line that continues through these past life regressions to me is one of like extreme hope and peace. What can you say about that? Absolutely. Is Absolutely. that how it works? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, in traditionally traditional counseling they teach you right to sit with your emotions and that all emotions are going to have a peak and an ending just like a labor contraction right it's going to end at some point and what hypnosis and past life regression teaches you is like that on a huge scale like all things are temporary you might have a lifetime of suffering but that's temporary you know and just like the good you're going to have a lifetime of good and that's temporary and there is suffering. You know, that's a key Buddhist principle. There's dukkha. There's suffering. Mm -hmm. But there's also really beautiful, really wonderful, good things. You know, and I've seen a lot of people come through who do several lifetimes through a past life regression. And it's like tough life, tough life, tough life. And then boom, it's like the gift life, you know. <laughs> and it's just easy. And everything works. And you're just living the dream, you know. And there's just nothing going on. And it's simple. And then I see their spirits go up into that interim, you know, that space of heaven, which is one of the most profound experiences for me to be a part of and to uh. sit with. It's a huge honor because I've had clients just channel in such wisdom and such grace in that place. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, all right, I'm ready to learn more. I want a hard one. Give it to me, you know? And they go into this tough life the next lifetime. And so for me, you know, it's completely transformed the way that I look at challenges in my own life and that of my clients because it's like, you chose it, you know, because I've seen you choose it in the interim, in these in-between lifetimes. Mm -hmm. You know, those soul contracts, those sacred contracts. Carolyn mm -hmm. Mays talks a lot about sacred contracts and who you've come into this lifetime with and what are they helping you to learn and what are you helping them to learn. Mm -hmm. And above all else, doing this work for me has completely eliminated a fear of death. In fact, I am excited for it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just blows open the afterlife in, in a faith that is so incredibly profound. Because if you see people go from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, and these interims are just such peace, 
Yeah. It's incredible. And I've seen people go from the afterlife, then they drop back into a physical body and they're experiencing birth, like coming through the birth canal as an infant. They're like, oh, it hurts. You know, it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. I just want to be back in spirit. Mm -hmm. It would be so much nicer. You know, it totally transforms the way that you look at your life in every way. And it eliminates fear. You know, it has been the largest step into faith for me. And I feel truly like it's an honor to sit with anyone in a past life regression because I get to learn through that. You know, I'm watching you. I'm bearing witness to your experience over those lifetimes and the lessons that you learned. And that's an incredible honor. Mm. Yeah, the, the gift that you're giving people to experience firsthand something that they probably didn't know was there Mm -hmm. to heal it so that it doesn't follow them to yet through yet another lifetime Mm -hmm. they can resolve it um is just hugely powerful and and providing them the opportunity to shift their perspective on what that space-time continuum is and realize that when you're actually in the situation that's painful, when you can shift that conscious knowing to, oh, well, this is something I chose. This is here to teach me something. I'm here to teach them something. When you shift that perspective, your choices can change. Mm -hmm. Your conscious choices then can change too. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think you touch on something else that's really profound that, You know, one of the things that I've seen with this is that the universal truths, the choices that are coming through for everyone, I mean, they are those core essences of each religious tradition, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I do like to touch on that because I have people who come in and it's like, well, I don't believe in past lives, so I'm not going to have a past life regression. And yet they come in for typical hypnosis and boom, they're in a past life. They're just thrown right in it. Yeah. You need to go and see it. You know, and what I've seen is that people who experience a lifetime in a certain religious tradition experience the afterlife in that tradition and then come into the, a different religious tradition and experience the afterlife. So you also get the opportunity to experience the afterlife in many ways. You know, if you're a Christian, Christ shows up in a big way. You know, and and Jesus did say, I will come again, right? He's the number one proponent for past life regression. (laughs) I'm coming for you, you know? And the boot, you know, I've seen people who experience a lifetime as a Buddhist and they just dissolve into the wind. And they talk about the liberty and the freedom of being the wind and the breeze and the beauty and the way you can touch people if you're the wind, you know? And then people going through another lifetime in a completely different religion. So I think, too, when you zoom out and you see those choices from all the different perspectives, there also becomes this lineage of wisdom and this vein of wisdom that comes through all the religious traditions. And the essence is love. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it is always choosing the path towards love Mm -hmm. and faith Mm -hmm. and stepping away from all of the pathways of fear, which take you down that dark forest lane Mm -hmm. through self-doubt, self-loathing, hatred, anger, resentment, righteous indignation, all these emotions that are rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. And if you can see those choices happening, it it's incredible. And it offers a totally different way to live your life. You know, and I certainly fall short of it many times, but there are days where I see, you know, I pull from the wisdom of my clients and their experiences and I say, okay, Here's what I'm doing, you know, and I can see it playing out again. And 
So it's oh. truly incredible. I don't think I've ever thought about what you just said. I don't think I've ever thought about that in between lives that you can still experience the divine in the way you last understood it. Mm. Almost like a gift, like here, you can even go deeper into this. And they're going to do another life. And when you come back next time, divine's going to, you're going to, on the other side, mm. there's as many expressions of that as you think there is over here. Now that is gorgeous. I'm kind of like never going to forget you said that. Amazing. Um, and you know, you say that it's like, to me, I told somebody when I left your appointment, I was like, um, it was like, take like six years of my counseling and throw it into one hypnosis session. <laughs> you save a lot of money. Exactly. You save a lot of money. Like, exactly. Um, you know, because, um, again, you're experiencing with your whole self and the ego is not running the show. Mm. And so there's just, you don't have to get through so many veils and mm -hmm. walks over so many bridges and so many stop signs. And so, um, I want to try to think about, so another thing that I thought was, was so stunning whenever you started the hypnosis was that the way we started, first of all, you, we started on a beach, which is something that I know like the back of my hand and growing up on the water and and when we ended up ascending over the dunes and into this cave where all these picture frames were, I don't want to give away your <laughs> secrets, but it was so intriguing because um, I could tell there was a process of like, you were, this exercise is going to have me let go of like me being in charge. And you said there's just picture frames of people you've cared for in all your lifetimes and something that somebody needs to speak, somebody needs to come out. And so you see this cave growing and growing and growing and all these frames, frames, frames. And then sure enough, something does come out mm. and that's what needs to speak. And it's almost like the divine is waiting there for you. Mm. Um, and you don't even know where it's going to start with you. It's going to start where it needs to start mm -hmm. for something. And so I loved that. Um, I love when you finish hypnosis and something has happened with your energy body during the process and when we got done i felt like the stay puff marshmallow man <laughs> I'm, I'm in the chair my energy body that i can't see with my eyeballs but that i can feel around me feels like the world's largest state fair cotton ball <laughs> and it's like as big as your room mm -hmm. and i and, and i'm laughing hysterically i'm like kate like you have to tell people they can't operate heavy machinery <laughs> or drive their car when they leave your office I'm like, I weigh like 2,000 pounds right now. I just feel like it's because it, the body has really like expanded mm. energetically. What's happening there? Yeah, so I want to tie the two things you just said together and say, yeah. that, yes, spirit is waiting for you to do this work, right? When yeah. you peel open the subconscious, like when we go into hypnosis, you're tapping into that still small voice within, which is the divine, right? In yoga, we say namaste. The light within me honors the light within you. It is God waiting for you to talk. It is spirit, the greater spirit, your highest self, whatever you want to name it, saying, here, Kendall, look at this. This is the peace. And that wisdom and guidance absolutely steps forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I never have had a session where someone didn't get what they need. You know, yeah. so it is spirit directed because it's your spirit mm -hmm. and it is the divine working through you in many ways. Yeah. So um, when you come out of hypnosis and you have just been tuned into that, remembering who you are, mm 
-hmm. right? At your essence, who you truly are. When you come back into this human body, you realize, holy cow, I'm super small. Because (laughs) God is like this huge divine thing. So there is this integration piece where your physical body is small compared to the huge vastness of your soul and spirit. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's a very humbling experience when you come back into your body. And I think, too, you know, I always try and get people to stay in the office for another 20 minutes or so because you shouldn't be driving right after. (laughs) You know, from a very practical standpoint, go get a coffee after. Um, But I, it is profound. And that's what I also tell people, you know, in those coming nights after you experience hypnosis, pay attention to your dreams because that subconscious was blown open Mm -hmm. and blown big and Mm -hmm. in a very large way. So, you know, a lot of times clients, the work will continue if they go home and journal things just keep coming out and it's like more and more comes up that you didn't even say in the session and then you go and you dream and you're like whoa I'm back here and I'm there and this is working itself out so the work continues even after you leave the office and that's why I think it does pack a little more power than a traditional counseling you know and like I said traditional counseling will give you those tools of like yeah write out the emotion and know that every emotion has an end and all these things but then hypnosis and past life regression is like boom, on an even bigger level, it's lifetimes and lifetimes of this. Mm-hmm. And the work just happens really quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. like the best way that can be explained. Mm-hmm. And not that we're knocking counseling, you know, but, I, but um, at all, because you are a counselor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you're just saying when you combine the resources. Right. So much more can happen. Mm-hmm. Um I want to ask you, because it's something I think about a lot of the time. So you talk about how whenever you're in a session that helps to guide you towards the desires of, of the highest self, um, that what, what's really, what that's really doing is attracting situations in your life now that serve the highest purpose of your soul now. Yep. So... Can you talk a little bit about, because I think that, I thought Debbie and I have talked about this before, mm-hmm. where if you blame everything on a past life, it's an easy scapegoat for this life. Yet, you want to integrate what's happened in the past because mm-hmm. it has something to do possibly with today. Mm-hmm. So what is the balance between these two things, these two yeah. ideas? That's an awesome question. You know, and it's something, too, that I try and be really mindful of because I have clients who come in and are like, oh, I had a past life as this, like, experience that maybe is very traumatic. So I had a past life where, you know, I was on a slave ship and drowned. That can be really offensive to people whose ancestry in this lifetime is that. So I think it's an important thing to remember the lessons of it. And to focus on the lessons of it and the wisdom. And that's how I approach it, too, for people who don't necessarily believe in past lives. Maybe their spiritual journey hasn't quite taken them to a place where they're open to see past lives as a reality. So I say, okay, let's just look at it as a metaphor. And what are those lessons? And how do we carry those lessons through? You know, and I do think that, um, you know, the past carries so much wisdom. And that's how we learn in the present like even in our political state how many lessons are we just repeating how many times have we done the same exact thing Mm -hmm. so you can zoom this out to your personal life you can take it to religion too Mm -hmm. fundamentalist religions it doesn't matter which religion it is it still repeats the same lessons that the crusades were going through right so 
the lessons are continuing throughout these lifetimes and it's the wisdom of that, the essence, that vein that runs through them that we can carry in and then we choose in this lifetime a better way. You know, and it's not to hierarchy the two things, but if you go towards love, it's going to be a, a heck of a lot easier hike than choosing fear. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you choose that pathway. And that's where in this lifetime you can say, here's my purpose. And the other part of your question, um, well, I'm not even sure what your question was anymore, but the other <laughs> thing that's coming through was, you know, if we've had all these lifetimes of different tools, it can be tempting to want to do more of it, right? So I came in and got all these trainings and I'm like, ooh, I should do everything. But you start to learn how to integrate it. And you learn in this lifetime, what did you come here to do? And how are you supposed to use it? And when you have the wisdom of unlocking some of those memories of the past lives, you can be like, oh, I was a midwife in a past life. Let me pull some of those tools in and integrate that into what I'm doing now. Oh, I did this. I was a parent in a past life. Well, maybe you don't have any physical kids in this lifetime, but you parent some of your friends or you're taking care of your fur babies or different things. You pull that Mm -hmm. in. So you pull in some of the wisdom, some of that grace from the other lifetimes into this lifetime, you know, and I think then you can start to integrate the two things. Mm -hmm. And past is really important, but this moment is the one that you're learning. And this is the moment, too, where you get to experience the divine. Mm-hmm. So we talk about meditation, presence, and mindfulness in this moment. It's because this is where true peace is. Right. The past was rough for a lot of people. And I see people who have had horrendous lifetimes. Mm-hmm. you know, And it was brutal in the past. And the present is also brutal. But the present is where you have the choice to right. suffer or to not suffer. That's the thing. That's the choice. So the past life regression yeah. provides provides the opportunity and provides the information to inform a new choice going forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And a purpose, too. Mm-hmm. I think it can really help you to understand, like, what is it you came here to learn? Mm-hmm. Why are these people in your life, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and yeah, why are you struggling in these relationships? Mm-hmm. What, why does this person keep showing up? You know, Mm -hmm. what's that all about? And it just really does unlock that. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a new way to choose. And as soon as you choose Mm -hmm. to take that path towards faith, I mean, it's amazing. Just like clockwork, things just start happening for you. Mm -hmm. And everything just starts working in your favor. As soon as you remember who you truly are Mm -hmm. and that you have access to that well of information, that well of resource within, Mm -hmm. no matter what your exterior circumstances are, things start working in your favor, you know? And working in your favor could just mean that you have the emotional strength, courage, and capability to deal with whatever physical life stressor is in your way. You know, going through... That's pretty powerful. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah, because I think that whenever we we talk, what we're thinking... It's clear that patterns can form in a soul journey. That they just don't heal, they don't heal. You keep playing it out, you keep playing it out. What I always worry about is the person who finds it easier to focus on the pattern from last life than to deal with the pattern yeah. that is here. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yes, that probably is a pattern. But what are you doing about it here because you repeated it here? Let's oh, talk yeah. about here and now. You know, instead of taking the easy path, which was, well, I'll go into a hypnosis and I'll, I'll get the why behind it, but that really won't change. The why doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to change and deal with the pain of what oh, happened yeah. now mm-hmm. with it. Unless you apply conscious choice. And yeah. conscious, there's conscious application of the information. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. But I think in spiritual community mm-hmm. that we we have our own outdoors. Yeah. We have our own doorways out where we don't really have to do the work this time. Mm-hmm. Like we can just understand how it spiritually works across the lifetimes. <laughs> and that understanding, it's mm-hmm. like we read a book and now we get it. Mm-hmm. But yet we're still sitting with all the pain that happened this go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I think what you're talking about is spiritual escapism. Yeah, maybe. I am. <laughs> I am. I am. And yeah. we have Mary Clements name it. What'd she call it? What'd Mary call it? Spiritual spiritualized ego spiritualized ego that, and, yeah. and spiritual bypass and spiritualized oh spiritual bypass yeah, yeah yeah totally and yeah. that can be a place where you're like oh I'm just gonna learn all these spiritual things and like sit on my guru's mat and <laughs> you know the mm-hmm. ego strokes but you're absolutely right it does take the tools to make that choice and I think to make that choice it can be very powerful to to have a counselor or someone who gives you some tools to just have those conversations mm-hmm. as well as to have a spiritual community backing you that says okay maybe home life isn't so great maybe you're working through these relationship things but here come and keep checking in each week and remembering who you are because like we said at the beginning like if you're walking through that forest it doesn't matter if you've had a moment to remember who you really were and what happened in the past. You have to keep consciously working to keep those ticks off, right? You have to keep yeah. the self-doubt and the shame and the self-worth right. and the jealousy because all of those are temptations. And you can look at it from a Christian standpoint. Jesus walked into the desert, right, and had to deal with all those temptations. Mm-hmm. And so we, too, are walking that journey, in this lifetime and it that happens in this moment right Right. here right now that's when you have the choice to say i'm not going to believe that this is who i really am i am not a shame i'm not guilt Mm -hmm. i'm not low Mm self-worth you know and that's where you choose to take those layers Mm -hmm. off and that's not always easy some people remember come back in this lifetime, walk back through the forest, get a bunch of ticks on them, and mm-hmm. think they're moles. <laughs> and, and, and that's okay. The diligence has been lost. So yeah. It's the diligence of choice. Yeah. And so, yeah. particularly in, in our society, we want to take the pill and or have somebody else fix it for us. Yeah. yeah. And just make it go away, make the symptoms mm-hmm. go away. And on the spiritual path, that's not how it works. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's not so easy. And I will say, hypnosis is a little bit faster. Like, I, my teacher said it was like, 200 times as fast, you know, it's operating really fast in your mind because you are doing it quickly. But the path is strenuous. You have to be conscious and that takes effort. You still effort. have to go through it. And you, have you to still go have to go through, through the it. woods. It's like what you said Absolutely. earlier. You still have to walk through the woods. You can't yeah. just automatically get from point A to point Z yeah. without traversing through the forest. And there's emotions in the forest. Yeah. And there's a lot of crying and a lot of tears and just a lot of gut-wrenching feelings. Lots of choices. But you feel it and then you heal it. Lots of choices. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I love that. I, all that. I mean, and this is kind of a conversation I feel like I'm going to have to listen to a couple of times our show mm-hmm. to like let it sit a different way here mm-hmm. and sit a different way there mm-hmm. because, um, number one, I hope that people will go through an experience with a true hypnotist I loved when we sat down for our appointment and you said, okay, here's the difference between a carnival hypnotist, (laughs) that experience, and what we're going to do here today. Mm -hmm. Actually, will you mention what that is? Yeah, totally. So a lot of people come in with the myth of hypnosis as being like stage hypnotism. So you're going to bark like a dog or I'm going to make you cluck like a chicken. And, And yes, like we could totally do that if you're a stage hypnotist. Basically what they're doing is scanning the audience and looking for people who are already acting a little silly. 
who have that personality and they're pulling them up on stage. So stage hypnotists are also experts in reading body language. And so what we're doing in the office is hypnotherapy. You know, we're really using it with a targeted pointed thing and all hypnosis is self hypnosis. So I like it. Um, I like to describe it like watching a movie. You can be watching a movie and laughing your butt off or crying and still know that someone's in the kitchen making noise. And there can be that conscious part of you that's like, oh, come on, they're making noise. But you choose to stay in the movie and to choose to have that emotional experience. And that's where, Debbie, the choice thing can come in even in that experience of hypnosis. You can just skim the surface Mm -hmm. and not dive into those emotions. You can be like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. You know, in the movies, you can see people like really holding on. (laughs) You know, you got to let it out. And um, so in hypnosis, you can always choose to come out, you know, and open your eyes and end that experience. And I have had people who are like, it's too much. I'm not ready. You know, and that's where then we go back to the traditional counseling. We work through some of that stuff and then they're like, I'm ready. Let's go back Mm -hmm. in again. So there are some things that are just too much to bear. Mm -hmm. And especially in this lifetime, sometimes things are just too fresh. It's too soon to go back to that memory. Mm -hmm. And even if you were looking at the last lifetime you were in, it might be too fresh. You know, Mm -hmm. those wounds might just be a little too raw right now. And so we don't go to them. But I think that's the place where you open the subconscious, the spirit shows you, you're ready for this. You can bear this weight. Mm. So, <laughs> so it's nice talking to you. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just thinking that um, it's probably, I mean, every day, even in, in doing spiritual work every day, and having this calling in our lives, um, I find that I have that I have a really great ego built up. I have a really great thing, like wall thing that's like t- taking me through all my days. And I can be in front of somebody that I know loves me unconditionally, and that I see every day, and I still know that I've got a thing. I've got a wall thing, and I'm like, and I and I can be talking to a person and be like. Kendall, move your wall thing over. You know, like, what are you doing? You're acting like a weirdo. Just, like, move it over and have a normal conversation. And it's just so interesting how automatic. It's almost like Mm. breathing. Like, we just have these things. And and you can witness them. You can see, even though I I do this for a living and Mm -hmm. it's my life work, I've built a really great, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to call it a thing, okay? Mm And what I find with, with the practice that we, we were able to do, Kate, is that um, it was very freeing to go in and kind of like be like putty in your hands and be like, okay, wherever this goes. And even that decision was healing. Like I'm going to consciously mm-hmm. just like be like, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm just going to like turn into like mush here and let whatever's going to happen, happen. And I think the more we do practices like that, we don't need our thing as much anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and we realize, oh, I'm actually, I just don't have as much of a use for it. Every time we do something that's nourishing like this, we don't have as much of a use for it. Mm-hmm. And it starts to lose its power or something, you know, Absolutely. and that is freeing. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can kind of look at your life and think like, well, where I am now versus maybe 10 years ago, I'm way less guarded. I'm, I'm 10 10 steps less guarded or whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, wouldn't it be great with more work like this? How freeing would it feel to be now 20 steps less guarded? 
y'all are y'all jiving with this or mm-hmm. am I totally okay? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful. Um, you just, know, yeah. I'm really happy you said that because it is a vulnerable thing to come mm-hmm. in and say here. Yeah. You, you know, it is extremely vulnerable, yeah. you know, and I will say that, you know, I can't do hypnosis on my family and friends. They don't, yeah. they have those guards up yeah. and I do too, you yeah. know, so there is something to be said for finding a healer outside of your family and outside of your friends and just yeah. being like, here's someone that I know on this level and I'm going to trust them. Yeah. And at the same time, if you can trust me to take you there, you can also trust God. You know, and that's where the faith piece steps in in a huge way. If you have faith that I'm going to take care of you and hold space for you, which I am. Yeah. You can also trust God at any moment, whether I'm next to you or not. Oh, you're making the (laughs) the pastor person in me is crying. (laughs) Because really that's what all this is about. It's what all this is about. That if we can go there with each other, we forget. If we can go there with each other... And guess what? There's a God who we can always do that with, too. Mm-hmm. Totally, 100%. Well, and trusting that the person that you're in that in that space, in that relationship with, and witnessing them as a face of God staring back at exactly. you. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That is God. Absolutely. That is God. Yeah. Yeah. And we need a lot more of that. Yeah. A lot more of that. So I want to, um, um, you know... Can you believe we're already over time? <laughs> I hate it when this happens. Turn into like a whiny baby. <laughs> um, I want to just mention a couple things that um, we want our, our listeners to know about um, what you're involved in and give you the opportunity to say anything that you feel like you need to say before we close the show. But you have um, some ways people can connect with you is that you're going to be doing women's new moon and full moon circles starting at the meditation room in Cornelius, North Carolina, here in Lake Norman at the end of August, Mm -hmm. which you've got like woman is all your, you are like woman. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, go to the circles with Kate Mm -hmm. Allison. Um, so they can go to the meditationroom.org for more information. Mm-hmm. And my website as well. We'll have all this stuff up there. Um, and especially if people are interested in scheduling a session. Uh, so it's www.katecaitallison.com or katecline.com. Okay. So Kate Allison, it's Kate with a C-A-I-T. Yeah. Okay. And Funky or, spelling. Yes. Or Kate Klein. Which secret? What sounds like a famous something mm-hmm. name? I always loved your name, <laughs> Kate Klein with a K L E I N. So they can find you that way to book um, appointments for past life regression, hypnosis, counseling, yoga therapy, all of it, all yeah, of it, the gamut, all, mind, body, spirit, <laughs> all the A to Z licensure that we mentioned at the front. Um, and we hope that you know we can get you back on the show to talk about all the other crazy things, such as um, that basically you're like a horse whisperer <laughs> in training or something. Uh, you have a horse thing, and um, you are, I think, a f- your feminist philosophy is something that we really want to talk about on the show at some point. Um, and some of the just the archetypal work that you're doing with feminist yes. feminist related subjects. So we gotta find an excuse to have you back on. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> really soon. 
So um, I just want to say thank you for coming on, Kate. That that experience in your office um, is one that I want to repeat very soon. And um, there's a lot of healing that can happen yeah. with anybody working with you, whether it's helping them birth their babies <laughs> or birth their soul or whatever. Um, our... And anything else you need everybody to know besides that? Just thank you. I'm Aww. so grateful to be on this show. It's Aww. a real honor. Aww. And I'm excited to have this in the Charlotte community. It's important. Thank you. We it love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love it. And so um, I think our next show, Debbie, is going to be... Um, let me just let me just tell our, read- our listeners. I always want to call them readers. They're listeners. Listeners. With ears, not eyeballs. Our next show is actually, um, we're going to be... Is it the Enneagram show? No, it's not. It, oh. Our next show is going to be with Robbie Warren, oh. who was in here recently. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, who did the show on shamanism. Shamanism. Mm-hmm. It's not called shamanism. Because <laughs> Kendall mispronounces everything. It's called shamanism. <laughs> and that show was some kind of powerful. So Robbie Warren, her show will be up next. And then we have um, Ann Geary from Enneagram Charlotte will be coming on the show. We've got our favorite um, uh, Bible nerd, Pastor Joshua Scott from Kentucky coming back on to do what's supposed to be his last show, but we won't allow it. (laughs) There's all kinds of stuff happening. And then, of course, we've got Katie Jo Sutton, who is doing major um, sacred stone work and sound healing. Mm -hmm. And whoever else we can squeeze in there in the meantime. Busy, busy. I'll tell you what. Let me ask you. Don't you think the Charlotte community, the spiritual community, is just so much more, it's becoming so much more cohesive and collaborative? Are y'all yes. feeling this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's changed significantly in the four or five years that I've been here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a shift. Kundalini serpent is on the move. <laughs> Thank you for joining Spiritual Charlotte. I'm brave today. I'm going to take us out of the show. All right. I normally cannot, but I will today. We will see you guys on episode 38. Thank you so much for listening. And please look up Kate Allison at kateallison.com. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you guys next Wednesday.